This is Kyle Juszczyk, and you're listening to Nothing But Niners. So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field, and Garrison Hurst takes advantage of it. He takes the handle, takes the right, gets to the 20. He's in the 30. Dates the cut in. He comes back up the right sideline. Breaks the third tackle. Comes down to the 30. He's down to the 20. He's down to the 10. He's down to the 5. He's in the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown. 96 yard run from scrimmage. Garrison Hurst breaking tackle after tackle. Swings down the sideline. Throws off bodies like clothes after a marathon. Young, back to throw. In trouble. He's going to be sacked. No, gets away. He runs. Gets away again. Goes to the 40. Gets away again. To the 35. Cuts back at the 30. To the 20. The 50. The 10. He died. Touchdown, 49ers. Third down. Alex takes the snap. Alex looking down in post. And it's good. Click, click, boom! What's going on, Faithfuls? It's your boy Mike from the Nothing But Niners crew, and we are back. I got my man Nick here. Nick, what up, dog? What up, what up, what up? Are you on a delay? Chilling, man. It took you. Are you on a delay over there or no? No. I think he is. Ready? All right, start counting as soon as I stop. You ready? One, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight. Oh, boy, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I think it, I think it's like a, a little one-second uh, delay. It's okay. It's all right. Nobody's going to notice, except everybody now that I pointed it out. So it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> it might be my it might be my connection over here. So I'm wired in though, man. We're gonna see what's going on, man. Uh, I'm excited, man. We're gonna start breaking down and preparing for the draft. It's coming up, man. We're about to turn the page to April. Uh, but we got a, I mean, yeah, we got a little bit more of March left. We're gonna break all that stuff down. But before we start, before we do the introduction, before we do any of the formalities, man, I gotta see how you been, man. Nick, what's going on with you, man? Chilling, man. I'm happy to be back. That's like I did a show last night with Jesse. Um, and then obviously, you know, being able to get back on our show is great. I got a lot more energy now, uh, tired, obviously, but you know, only working, having to work one job. So I'm golden now, man. I'm golden. I like hearing it. I like hearing that. Damn. I thought I went on mute when I started pulling on the hookah, but I didn't. My bad, bro. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm glad that you're back in the mix, man. Ready to get this thing rocking and rolling. Guys, if it's your first time here, man, please make sure you guys hit that like button. Okay. Subscribe and turn on those notifications right here on the YouTube page. All right. YouTube.com slash nothing but Niners. All right. Make sure you guys go over there and subscribe. If this is your first time on any of our social media platforms, give us a follow. Okay. You can start at Twitter and Snapchat, that is nothing but nine, the number nine, E-R-S. We have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch, and those are nothing but nine are spelled all the way out. If you want to shoot us an email with questions, comments, concerns, reviews, even suggestions for shows, shoot them on over to NB9ERS at nothingbutniners.com. And last but certainly not least is our Patreon, okay? Coming heavy over there, guys. Patreon.com slash NB9ERS, all right? All individual, NB9ERS. Again, I'm your guy, 49ers Mike underscore NFL. To my right is my guy, Nick. You see his name down there. He is 49 Faithful 365. And guys, we got a lot to talk about, man. We got a lot to talk about. This this week, 
the last couple of days, 49ers rumors and stuff like that. Let's start with John Lynch. John Lynch was yesterday. He came out and he set 49ers Twitter ablaze. All right. John Lynch woke up that morning and said, I choose violence. And he just came out. He's talking to people. No one cared about everything he said, right? Uh, we're not committing to one. Nick, what, what was your interpretation of what John Lynch said? Because now I can't remember the exact quote of what he said. All I know is how it made everybody feel. He just basically said, we're prepared to move on with Jimmy Garoppolo on our roster. If we have to. Yep. Um, what do you expect the guy to say? <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, like, what do you expect them to say? You expect them to say, oh, no, we're going to cut him. Like, he's not going to do that business-wise because then people aren't going to try to trade for him if there's any trade value once his injury's up. And they're going to wait for him to hit the free agent market. So what the hell do you expect this guy to say? Oh, well, we're not going to go into the season with Jimmy Garoppolo whether we find a trade partner or not. No, you're not going to say that. Another one of the things that John Lynch said, well, actually, let's, let's stay on that for a little bit. Let's stay on that just for a little bit here. Um, everybody seemed to be really upset, like, oh, blow the whole thing up. Like, I can't believe that this is where we are at this point in the year. And the draft is right around the corner, and we're not even trying to move on from this guy. We could use a cap space. And, I mean, there was so much, like, regurgitated takes on Twitter still. I mean, this has been happening since the league year started. and Jimmy didn't get traded day one. Um, did you see any new arguments? Did you hear any new arguments after Lynch spoke? I know you're in the Twitter spaces way more than I am. Uh, so that's why I said, did you hear? Did you see anything on social media or anywhere else? Like, Or was it all just the same stuff? That It's all the same saying? shit. It's not even it's not even new stuff. Like, I feel bad for Niners fans because, well, I don't I don't want to say I feel bad, but once this debacle's over, like they're gonna find something else to bitch about. Like that's just what it is. It's just the point of being able to bitch and complain about something that's wrong with this roster that you know Jimmy Garoppolo's curtailing and and holding us back from signing players. Like no, he's not. Like. If the Niners wanted to go out and sign somebody, and you'll hear later in a video where Kyle Shanahan says that's what free agency is, overspending. This team, this organization has never gone out and spent, overspent money on tier one free agents. Like, you guys all get stuck in within the, the names of, the, of the, the NFL. And along with that name comes a big payday. Like, we've been to two... NFC Championship games and a Super Bowl with a built roster of no names who've made their names here. So, like, I don't know, man. It's just it's just the same shit over and over again. Yeah, and that was kind of my point the other night, saying that we build and create names, not go out and buy names. And Kyle even admitted that. Uh, we'll get to Kyle Shanahan's takes. We have a couple of videos that we're going to go over here. Uh, just some interesting points that you uh, that you found about Kyle today. We'll watch those videos and react to them accordingly not the whole 28 minute thing that he did or however long it was um but he has like just couple, yeah just a couple of clips that nick uh thought were interesting we're going to break those things down here um but something else that john lynch said that i thought was really important that i didn't hear a ton of people really wanting to discuss they kind of just breezed over it there was no two second round pick offer for jimmy garoppolo no he yeah, there wasn't flat out denied that and mm -hmm. You know, I was thinking about why would he deny that, right? 
And I was thinking about like I was I was being like negative about it. Like he's lying. Like why would he lie? I was trying to find a reason that he would lie about not having that on the table. Other than that, like he didn't take it, so it looked bad on him, right? And I couldn't come up with anything else. If you had that offer and you were being greedy and you didn't take it, you look this big right now. Like mm-hmm. you can walk underneath the closed door. You know what I'm saying? And so. That's the only reason he, in fact, they're so confident that Jimmy's going to go somewhere else. Even if you listen to what Kyle said about Jimmy today, they're so mm-hmm. confident that they're going to, that Jimmy's going to end up on another roster once the shoulder surgery and everything is, is clear. And after the, uh, the, um, the, uh, what's it called? The evaluation of his shoulder and the progression of it, that they said, we're going to hold on to him until it's time to trade him. So yeah. if it was true that they had that offer, if I'm Kyle, if I'm John, I would want people to know that was a real offer and we know where we're starting once it's time to move them. They didn't go that, that route. They said it was just flat out a lie. Right. But because then you even hear, so you could think that then if you listen to Kyle today, he basically said, like, we went up and drafted Trey with the hopes of tr- being able to trade Jimmy Garoppolo this season. And then he went and had shoulder surgery. And that complicated things. So, like, you know that maybe there wasn't no offer. Like, he the, the complication of the shoulder and Don Yee and the timing, and along with the quarterback carousel, threw everything off. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, that's those are my two big takeaways from what um, John Lynch said. It was, I love how people just harped on the one aspect of, Oh my God, he said that they could keep Jimmy. He said that before. He said we have plan A, B, C, and D. And if keeping him here is a part of it, we're aware of what we need to do to make that happen. You know, so we're, we're prepared for everything. Um, and he kind of just reiterated that again. But Kyle, on the other hand, Kyle gave us some interesting stuff. All right. So let's let's pick one of these videos here that Kyle gave. Uh, we're going to start with, oh boy. I got to remove. All right. So all of them didn't get in here. All right. Let me delete some of these things here. Delete this one and delete this one so I can add the rest of them. All right. So we're going to start with Kyle talking about Brian Greasy and what he's going to bring to the table. I thought this was interesting. There was something he said in here towards the end that I was like, all right. I know exactly what you're talking about. That's why I wanted that because. There were some interesting things in there that people probably didn't catch. Yep. So we're going to hit play on this here. Uh, you guys check this out while we uh, break this thing down here, okay? That he wanted to do it. You know, I keep not getting how these um, TV announcers want to come coach or GM. They seem like they got a pretty good gig. Um, but he, he, had a, he has a huge passion for football. And, you know, I, I was able to work with Greasy for two years in Tampa. Um, I personally think he was the smartest football player I'd ever been around. Um, the way that he prepared, how organized he was. I mean, he's uh, as detailed of a guy as I've ever been around. And uh, I thought it was kind of, you could bring something different to the quarterback position. I mean, I deal with the quarterback a ton. Um, you know, Bobby Sola deals with the quarterback a ton. We, we, we we're always working with the quarterback. So we, you know, I thought it was deep bringing somebody who could bring something a little bit different. Um, we kind of have a partnership in there where we all can offer a little bit different stuff. And I love that Trey has someone that has been through the battle. That, you know, I can tell him about it and what I've seen with guys, but someone who's actually 
had to go through the ups and downs and that pressure so having a good game and then don't want to pick that loses the next game how to deal with the media how to deal with just NFL season and I think it's it's hard to find a player always that's done it at such a high level that's willing to go through that commitment and stuff um, and Brian seems all on board and we've had him here for a month and it's been great all right, so I'm going to let you give your part, but let me, I'm not going to take it from you. But what I like, what he said, so I heard the end, but before that, he's one of the, I think he's the smartest football player I have ever been around. Mm-hmm. Didn't say the most athletic, didn't say the best, didn't say, you know what I mean? The smartest as far as preparation and what it took to get ready for the game. And all of a sudden you figure out why they want him here as a quarterback's coach. Because if preparation is everything, right? We 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 talk. We remember uh, the Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning thing going on in the two thousands, right? And Tom Brady said, "You might." I mean, Tom Brady. Um, Peyton Manning said, "You might beat us, right? You might have better players, but you're never going to out prepare me." He said that during his Hall of Fame speech. That's the mm-hmm. one thing I could hang my hat on that I did better than any other player in the entire NFL. You're never going to out-prepare me. I'm going to be the most prepared. I might not be able to execute. I might not be able to win the game every time, but you are never going to out-prepare me. And then you hear Kyle say, this is the smartest football player I've ever been around when it comes to preparation for games. And all of a sudden, it's like, bing! That's why they want him here. That's that's what they want in all of their quarterbacks. You think about Nick Mullen, right? And people were saying, oh, he knows the playbook better than anybody on the roster. And I'm sitting here like, who gives a shit? He sucks, right? Like, he's, he's not the guy, right? But those are the things that Kyle is attracted to. It's the preparation and knowing what you're getting into before you even take a step on the field. And, a- the, and the experience. Yep, and the experience. Yeah, absolutely. So go ahead. What, what were some of your thoughts on, on that, that little video clip there? No, I mean, the, the biggest thing that I took away from it was just like I was saying, the experience part. He says, I need somebody in here for Trey that's going to be able to teach him how to be an NFL player and also be a guy that can win a game and throw an interception to lose a game and come back the next week with the same mentality. And um, he based everything off of getting basically Brian Greasy's smarts and his preparation in order to groom Trey Lance. That's what I took from it. And we know that we've always gone back and said, like, Rich Gangarello was not a good quarterback quarterback coach. He never played the position. Like, where you, we always say, you need to bring in a guy that's played the position to teach these quarterbacks. So, um, yeah, I think that this move was a Trey Lance move, to be honest with you. Yeah, so I I agree, man. Uh, the, he didn't say uh, we want him here to work with our quarterbacks, right? He specified, he I'm happy that he's here to work with Trey so Trey knows who to learn from and da-da-da-da-da. And I was like, oh, shit, let's go. Kyle's giving up all the signs, right? He's firing off all the signs. Man, I thought that was incredible. And, like, it's, it's, not that, it's not that we didn't know it, right? It was more about we knew – but the whole 49er fan base is looking for confirmation that Trey is the guy going forward. Now, that comment doesn't say he's the guy going forward. He's saying that this one particular person was hired for him. 
Doesn't mean that he's going to be the guy that starts this year and all that. So I realized, Mike, you should reel it in a little bit. He didn't say that and everything. Jimmy's still on the roster. You never know exactly what's going to happen. Blah, 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 blah. Right? Um, and we've even questioned before in the past, you know, whether it was uh, uh, what's what's the guy's Shane Shane Day Shane Day, whether it was Shane Day or uh, damn it, there was the other guy that um, oh the the quarterbacks coach. We had two of them in the last three years because one guy left, went to the Eagles, and then there was a guy in between. Skangarello, that's who it was. Yeah. Uh, we always credited credited them both with getting the backup prepared because the backups didn't look lost. But it was as far as what happens during the game, after the game, and going forward, once you're already the starter. That was the part that we always questioned with what the quarterback's coach was bringing to the 49ers. It was like right. all the backups are ready. Even Jimmy, when he first got his first start, right, he looked pretty good. It was against the Bears, no touchdowns, but he was crisp with his decision-making, throwing the passes early and, uh, you know, on time and, you know, just being very decisive. But then when they became starters, it seemed to kind of fall back a little bit. So you could tell the quarterbacks coaches were working with the twos and the threes as far as quarterbacks, but who was working with the guy? Kyle. Right? And now you have this guy coming in here who was here to work with Trey. It was a beautiful thing to hear for me. Like I got really excited hearing that. I thought that was great. Yeah, I'm 100% with you. That was one of the biggest things that I took away from that portion, and that's why I kind of – copy that video was because I wanted to hear what your opinion was on it. Cause I'm like, Oh, Mike's going to, Mike would have pro- Mike would have caught on to this as well. So let's see what he has to say. Oh yeah. 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 I, I hitched my whole wagon to that thing right there. I think Trey is going to be the start of this year. I have not heard or seen anything uh, otherwise. But, different, right. Right. But, but we'll see what happens, you know? Um, so sticking with this theme here, uh, greasy being brought in for Trey, Kyle also talked about uh, rep distribution and how things are going to go. So we're going to play that clip here next, and uh, we'll go over And if you want me to run back anything in case we, like, miss something that you want to talk about in one of these videos, let me know. We'll play them again. None of these are longer than a minute and a half. So just let me know which one you want to go over, and and I'll click it again, all right? But here's one where he started talking about rep distribution. I thought this one was a good one also. Yeah, you got to make sure that you're not hindering his development. I think that's what we work at all the time. I mean, I I understand the question and the perception how it would be, but – Nothing's going on with his development. Trey's working his tail off. He knows how I feel about him. He knows what our expectations are for him. And, uh, and I think he's got a lot of respect for Jimmy. Um, but I think the situation's clear. I mean, we were, we were trying to make a move to add some draft picks and get it back. And I think we were pretty close to it. And then they, Jimmy ended up getting the surgery, um, which changes things. And I think Trey will understand all that. I haven't had to talk to him about it, but um, I think it makes sense to all these guys. And they're not... Trey's not an insecure guy. I think the situation makes sense, so there's nothing sneaky going on about it. And he's confident. He's going to come in and focus on playing football, focus on beating whoever out he has to, whether it's Trey, whether it's Nate. Um, He's going to come in and be the best he can be. All right. So there was one thing in here that I liked, but I'm going to shut up. I went first last time. I'll let you go first this time. Let's see if we hit on the same thing here. I mean, the one thing that I liked is he acknowledged that you can't hinder uh, Trey going forward, that they went into this season planning planning on not having Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey being the starter. That's what they were planning on doing, and then the surgery happened. So I still think that he has the mindset that we're going to get rid of Jimmy one way or the other. Like, he's going to talk it up to where Jimmy's going to be on this roster. 
But I also truly believe that he doesn't believe that. Like, he knows Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be here, but he has to keep, continue to say that. They, they've made one thing very clear. And, you know, we all every at the end of every season, we look back at what they said at the beginning of the season, stuff that we didn't believe, and then we say, damn, they were telling the truth the whole time, right? It was never a quarterback competition last year. Right. It was Jimmy's job last year. They've said, we don't trade up to number three to start a guy that season. If right. he's not ready, he's not ready. Those are the things that we were apprehensive about. Like, oh, bullshit. You traded up all that stuff. You're probably going to start that guy. Like, more than it doesn't happen in the NFL. It happened here. The one thing that John and Kyle have been consistent with is we're not going to cut Jimmy right. for no reason. I think that's something that we do need to harp on. I think that's something that we need to focus on. Now, not so much in this clip here, uh, but when he was talking about the distribution of the reps and everything, and Jimmy's not going to be ready right away, so it's going to be trades. Uh, getting the first reps and stuff like that, right? Um, I think it's really important for us to to focus on the fact that they have made it abundantly clear over and over. That's the only thing that they have said definitively. Jimmy is too good to just cut. Because as much as every 49ers fan that is over Jimmy wants him to move on, the fact is the day he's cut, he will get signed somewhere else. Absolutely. It, it, I don't care which team it is, whatever the contract is, whether he's a starter or not. As soon as Jimmy Garoppolo gets cut, there will be teams lining up to sign him. So with that being said, I think that there is a small chance, there's a small probability that he could be on this roster. But the way that they're talking now, I still don't think he's going to be the starter. You and I spoke last show, uh, last Thursday, I believe Thursday was the last show that we were on together. And we both said, wouldn't be a bad idea, a terrible idea to have Jimmy as a backup as long as he's willing to accept his role. And right. Kyle talked about Trey not being insecure here. Trey is not worried about where Jimmy Garoppolo is when the season starts. And no. that's what my favorite part of this whole uh, that whole clip was right there. He shouldn't be. I mean, he shouldn't be he shouldn't be worried about it. Like he knows this is his team moving forward. It's just a matter of when. That's the thing. Like you just got to Trey's got to go out there and continually push himself to get better and be better and not worry about who's looking, you know, looking over their shoulder at him. Like if you do what you're supposed to do, then you'll, you'll come out on top, but it's a little bit of adversity for him. As long as they don't take those snaps from him and he goes into the season starting with Jimmy's injury and Jimmy is still on this roster he has to make them not be able to even turn their back and look back right from the gate. So that's on Trey. Like he has to do that, but that that's where the ball is in his court. Let me, let me give a little bit of pushback there, right? All last year we saw Jimmy struggle through certain games. There were some times where Jimmy looked good for two quarters of a game. First quarter, he would look bad. Fourth quarter, he would look bad. But the second and third quarters, Jimmy will look solid, right? It's like, damn, I wish we could just, like, crush a team and put him out there misery. We never really, really did that last year with Jimmy in there, right? Uh, but Kyle was very, very clear at one thing. If Jimmy's healthy, he's going to be the starter. Being the starter doesn't mean you have to be perfect. doesn't mean you have to win every game. It just means that you are the guy that we are hitching our wagon to this year. Correct. I fully believe that even if Trey goes out there and has a terrible game, once he's named the starter, 
There is no looking over your shoulder. And that's why I think Kyle said he's not insecure. And he Kyle, knows. you heard Kyle say that today. And you've heard Kyle. He's never named a starter. Ever. No matter where he was. No matter where he was. He's never named a starter. So I don't even look at it that way when you're like, oh, I'm not ready to name a starter in March. He's never named a starter. Week in, week out. He's never. Remember, we were always wondering who's going to start. Trey or Jimmy? Is Jimmy still hurt? You can't start him, right? Da, 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 da. He's never named a starter. Never. So it's just especially something to look this, for. especially this early in the season. You know what I'm saying? So that's the other thing too. Now I think this year there's no need to name a starter. Obviously, when he was in Atlanta, for example, there's no need to name a starter. It's it's Matt Ryan. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it wasn't his job, his role to name a starter because he's just a coordinator. And this is the only year, um, well, this this team, this regime, this- um, Yeah, this, this tenure. This era, yeah, this yeah. tenure here. That, good word, that's a good word. Uh, his tenure here is the only time he's been in position to name a starter, and he's absolutely right. He never did it. He, he, he never, ever did it, you know? Uh, and I was at the game where they benched Brian Hoyer. I was at the Washington game that year. Yep. Where they benched Brian Hoyer and put C.J. Beathard in. And even that game, uh, Beathard didn't look better, but Hoyer just couldn't get the spark for the offense that they needed. You know what I mean? It was like people were open. He just wasn't hitting the right guys and things like that. You know what I'm saying? It was like uh, defenses had him figured out. Um, I, I think that Kyle is sincerely saying, like, I don't need the name starter. Not because I can't, but because there's literally no need. There was no quarterback competition last year. We didn't expect Trey to come in and beat out Jimmy. And, you know, they even said that. Most people don't remember, but they said, we are in a lot of trouble if any rookie can come in and take this job from Jimmy Garoppolo. Correct. They Correct. said that, and we were like, ah, he's full of shit. Nah, he's playing. Like, Trey, it's, it's Trey time, right? Oh, Trey Area tweets all over the place. No, Kyle meant that shit. He meant yep. that shit. And so there's certain things that he says that you have to discern between, like, is this 100% fact? Listen to what he's saying is versus listen to what he's saying is a possibility. I am not going to name a starter. He's not going to do that. He said that about Trey this year, too. He said he said it was going to be hard for Trey to come in last year and beat out Jimmy Garoppolo, but he'll be, a, he'll be closer this year of that happening. So and they, they – well, we haven't got to the other clip yet, but we're, we're going to play that soon. Um well, I won't, I won't talk on it. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. You know what I mean? Like, this year, he's more prepared and better off than he was last year, they, they, which means they've seen growth. Read between the lines here, right? If this kid didn't stand a chance last year, but this year he thinks he's in, he's in position to compete, that means that he's at least – this is how I took it. He's at least as good as Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. That's got to be exciting. That's got to be exciting. It is for me anyway. It is for me too. And that's why I keep saying, like, I I truly don't see I know people would be okay with Jimmy Garoppolo as a backup on this on this team, but I just don't even see that happening. Only due to the fact that you paid Sudfeld three million dollars, which is a lot for a third a third string quarterback. Secondly, whether no matter what anybody says about the awkwardness, yes, they handled it handled it like professionals in the locker room, but you could tell that there was some disarray between who was starting. You don't want to do that for Trey's first year if he's starting. 
I'm going to give you a little pushback, a little bit of pushback, not a lot. I don't think there was ever a question of who was starting. I think those guys knew the week before. Now, there was the time where Trey, uh, they asked Trey, when did you know you were starting? He was like, oh, it was right before. Like, you know, we didn't know if Jimmy was going to be healthy. Right. I kind of don't believe that because that whole week, Lance got the uh, rep, the, the starting reps. That was the going into the Cardinals game because Jimmy was injured. But they did say that if Jimmy was healthy, they were going to play him. Maybe that was true. So maybe Lance prepared as the starter, but still wasn't sure he was going to be the starter. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the only right. time I challenge him on that. But um, I just, I don't know, man. I think, I think that once Kyle knows who the starter is, those guys know who the starter is. There is no, oh, well, if you mess up or if you have a bad X amount of series, we're going to put the other guy in. I don't think that's the case. We don't even know. This is the other thing. Like, we don't even know if Jimmy Garoppolo even wants to come back. And that's going to bring us right to our next clip. Um, Kyle Shanahan was asked about how much he's talked to Jimmy Garoppolo and what they've talked about. And that's the perfect segue right there. Let's go ahead and do that. Let's let's talk about it here. When Jimmy Garoppolo, like what, what have you guys been talking about? Where does it, everything stand from your standpoint as far as his, you know, standing with the 49ers right now? Um, yeah, I mean, we don't do a lot of talking in the offseason. Jimmy's not the most communicating guy. He likes to get away from us a little bit, which I understand. Um, but everything's good with Jimmy. I just I think everyone knows he got the surgery, which uh, I think made the situation a little bit tougher. Um, anytime someone gets a sh- surgery, especially on their throwing shoulder, it's um, teams are going to be a little more nervous than what they want to offer and things like that. So I think that did put it on hold, and uh, we're all right with that. I mean, it's we went through the free agent periods. So we had to make some adjustments to do some things like that, but we got it on the books right now, and uh, we'll keep it that way until something else can improve us. Who do you consider right now as being your starting quarterback in 2022? That's a funny question. Um, I don't I haven't thought about it at all yet. I'm sitting here at Breakers Hotel and um, just having breakfast with you guys. We, we haven't done a roster yet. Probably will never announce a starter because I don't think I ever have. Um, ever. You know. I want to say something before we talk about the comments here. At the end of the video, you saw those two guys just walked up behind Kyle. He didn't even turn around to look. Did you notice how, like, the two guys just – that comes from a position of privilege. Where I grew up, people walk up behind me like that, I'm turning to look. I'm turning. It's it's instinctive. I can't help that. And this dude didn't flinch. Like, he didn't even even blink awkwardly like, oh, I see him, but I'm not going to turn around. I'm going to focus on him. His blinking pattern didn't even change. That's a different type of – like, he was extremely comfortable in in his surroundings. He's like, I'm having breakfast. I'm having breakfast here talking to you guys. I turn like that when I'm at home with my kids and doors are locked. I got I got alarms on windows and and doors. Like if anything opens, beep, 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 beep. Like you hear it, right? He didn't flinch at all. I turn and look even at home. So that was, I thought that was pretty cool. That showed me how calm and how relaxed he was because there's another video where we're going to see him playing with the cup as they're asking him questions and everything. That wasn't the same demeanor there. He was playing with the cup with Brian Greasy questions. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, it it was a little different. It was him processing and preparing the answer. This one, he was like, yeah, that's an interesting question. Uh, I've never named a starter before. But what was your takeaway from that one, from from that that video there? I mean, you kind of tell that, you know, he was – I thought that he was a little frustrated with the Jimmy Garoppolo situation due to the fact that the surgery 
because he continued. He says we all know he had surgery, and we kind of know that that slowed the process down. Um, you know, like Kyle does not want Jimmy on this roster. I, I don't. I don't care what anybody says. I really don't. They're gonna play this. I've been saying this on Spaces for weeks that they are gonna hold on to Jimmy Garoppolo until the very last minute that they can no longer go on with him. If it comes down to him, look, the Niners are in a better position right now. If nobody trades for him right now, the money's already on the books. If you get rid of him after he's cleared to play football, you don't lose that $7.5 million. You're getting the full 25.6 or whatever it is. And then on top of that, you're going into the system, you're going into the season with Trey as your starter and Sudfeld as your backup. Like, that's what this team is planning on doing already. That doesn't mean we're not going to draft a quarterback. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, is Sudfeld the guy? Yeah, we thought Josh Rosen was going to be that guy too at one point with the money that he got. So who knows? But I just feel like Kyle, with that grin, knows that Trey is going to be the guy. Like, I, I just feel like he's just trying to play the role of my kitty's better than yours. And if you want this kitty, it's going to cost you this much. And we're not going to cut him. He's too good of a football player. Yeah. So I'm looking at something, right? And I don't know if anybody has ever stopped to actually look at what Trey Lance's salary is this year. Do you Have, have you actually stopped to look and see what I mean, it was? It's like $4 million or something, right? It's only two. And what the Niners did was something interesting. They gave him a $22 million signing bonus. And where he slotted for his um, – for where he was picked third overall, it's only for a total of $34 million. So every year it's just – so last year his earnings were twenty two point eight million dollars. This year it's only two point two. So that's that right there. It's just it's twenty five million dollars of the thirty four. So the money's not a lot this year, right? Then they gave Nate Sudfeld what was it? A, was it two million dollars up to three? I believe it was right. I think it was three, up to something. I don't. I don't remember. It was either it was either three up to four, or four up to three. Hold on, let me see if I can find. Okay, here we go. Nate Sudfeld uh, signed a one-year, fully guaranteed two million deal with the escalators in it that could be up to three million. So it's going to be okay. based off of starts and injuries and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So yeah. you got Trey Lance on the books for two point two. You have Sudfeld on the books for two million. Then you have Jimmy Garoppolo with a question mark. Now, here's why I say the question mark. If we had to keep Jimmy under the current contract, the Niners still are not paying $35, $40, 50 million a year for a quarterback like some of these other teams are. See the, You know what I'm saying? Russell Wilson, uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, those guys are making over $40 million a year. Right? Right. You're paying Our like quarterback 29, 30, something like that. What, what's that? I said you're paying like 29, close to 30. Yeah. So we're not even paying that much money if we had to keep Jimmy at that number. But here's what I want, to, want people to play with in their heads, right? Let's just say uh, the final preseason week is here. Jimmy makes a 53-man roster, but he's still week to week as far as payment goes. 
Okay. If the 49ers, oh, we got to get the contributions too. I got two of them here from Sean. Sorry, Sean. I see you, buddy, but I got them. Um, if the 49ers decide to keep Jimmy because they ha- can't find a trade partner, let's just say no quarterback gets injured the entire offseason. No one comes knocking on the door. Jimmy's healthy. They don't cut him, right? If they get if if they don't get any offers, you got two million for Trey, two million for Sudfeld. You say, Jimmy, we're gonna renegotiate your contract, or we're just gonna flat out cut you and you get nothing. And you gotta play whatever hand you get dealt out there on the streets. Would you be mad if Jimmy got $12 million to stay with the 49ers, giving us another $12, $13 million for salary cap to roll over the next year? Well, yeah, I think it would be, I think it would double. So if there's 13, you would get 26, I think. But if you roll over that money, but I would be mad. You would be. I would be because I think that keeping him here causes you you it's like me coming up to you like hey mike um you know you're not doing your job correctly you know you know you're going for a different position right let's say you're going for a supervisor's position right and i tell you oh you know what mike you're you know you're 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 doing well you know i'm gonna bring you in i'm gonna i'm gonna talk to you blah 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 you know we're gonna get this situated i'm gonna take care of you and then you come back and now you say, you know, you tell the team, you basically show the point and the fact that, you know, hey, you know, this new, the, you, hold on, hold on. I got to go back to this. All right. There's two of you, you and Tony, right? You've been on this roster. Tony is new to the roster. I'm telling Tony that we draft. I'm telling you that we drafted Tony to take over, and that this is probably your last year on the roster. Okay, so you know that this is probably your last year on the roster. The players on the team know that your time is coming up. You've heard Kyle Uzcheck say it, like, "Oh, well, you know, we haven't really talked about it, um, you know, but I'm sure that when." When the time is, you know, we'll get our goodbyes in and all this other stuff because we don't know what's going to happen. And we've already shown to Tony that he's going to be taking over. So he's putting all that work in and everything else. And then you come back and you're like, you know what, Tony? Our plan faltered. We couldn't do what we needed to do. So Mike's going to be the leader of this team again. That fucks up the entire locker room. But that's not that's not the case, though. So, okay, all right. I'm going to use the same example you're using, right? So I'm in here already, right? And they bring in Tony to replace me. Tony's going to go through a year of training, and then he's going to replace me. That's the plan, okay? But then in my last year here, whether I impress and I improve, and they're like, damn, we can't move on from Mike, or Tony and I are seen as equals, but here's the, here's a the, here's little thing that you, you left out of your scenario here. The idea was for me to transfer to another branch. Okay? That branch ended up closing down in the year that we were training Tony. So now I can't transfer. They don't want to fire me because I have a big parachute. You know, like when I leave, my, pack, my parachute package is pretty big, right? So they say, Mike, we don't want to fire you and we can't transfer you anymore. 
But this is what we'll do. If you're willing to stay at a different position, you'll take a pay cut, but you can still have a job. Meanwhile, you have to understand you are relinquishing all of your responsibilities as the supervisor. Everyone's going to answer to Tony now, including you. You're under Tony, but we're going to keep you in this organization. That's the part you're leaving out. Right. And but see, me personally, when you get demoted, that's what it is, a demotion, and people have been playing for you as the leader for four or five years that have been on this team and come in as rookies and know everything about you, and yet somebody else is taking over, we're going to be looking at that guy saying, well, Jimmy could have won this game. And that guy is still here. So, like, if you're not here, they're not going to be thinking about what Jimmy would have done if he's not standing on the same lock on the on, on the same field. All right. So check this out. I just don't think it's healthy. I'm going to use my current job as an example, right? So I was with this other company for seven years. And this other company comes knocking on the door and say, Mike, we want to take you from them. We're going to pay you five dollars an hour more than what you're getting over there to do the same or less amount of work. The same, the drivers are still going to answer to you. You're going to do the routing, blah, 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 blah. Right. I go over there. I am the only person in management in the building. We have the driver side and we have the, the office side where the, 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 what do they call the RTs and all that shit. They're over there on that side. Right. But I am the middle piece between our branch and our home office. That's, this is real. I'm not giving an example. This is real. Okay. So then because my responsibilities are strictly to my guys and the warehouse, the supplies and the drivers, I only focus on that. I don't really, the RT, they do what they do. They have their manager, but he doesn't work in our building. Right. Right. My job last month, three weeks ago, actually hired an office manager. My guys still answer to me, but I answer to her in the same building. And then now she's the liaison between our office and the main office, which is somewhere else. You understand what I'm saying? So my job description didn't change. My guy still answered to me. And I had a huddle with my guys. Hey, listen, they're bringing in this new person. She's going to be my manager. So not only do you guys have to tell me what's going on if you're coming in late or if you need a day off or whatever, you also have to tell her so she can relay that message to the higher authorities. Right. I know my role and I explained it to my guys. Yes, that camaraderie is never going to be broken. You understand what I'm saying? Those guys are still going to be like, Psh, man, Mike, you see what she's doing? Bro, I don't know if this is a good idea. That's still going to happen. But I'm going to say, because I'm a real leader, right? This is this is the corporate call, guys. We got to ride with what she's saying. We got to go out there and do it. We got to get it done. I'm still in the field with you guys. I'm still going to do it. But. I can't override her decision. I don't have that authority. Right, but don't you think it would be easier in in this sense, like football sense? Because I think in football sense is like, don't you think it would be easier to just not have him there at all? Like we seen last year, we were talking about last year, we were fighting or arguing over Debo Samuel and Brandon. Now you don't want Jimmy on the field. Like they don't. They want Trey, right? And it was it was Ayuk 
and Trey Sermon, and that's why they ended up in the doghouse. But yeah. Right, right. Ayuk and Sermon. And, but Kittle and, you know, whoever wants Jimmy on the field, right? So it's like you can't have that with a rookie taking over. <clears throat> He's not a rookie anymore. They've but grown he, to know this guy, but that, that but that matters because three weeks ago when when the when the office manager started, people were like, "I don't trust her. I don't know her." Da 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 da. da right. So I build my relationship with her, and I start talking. Hey guys, she's actually pretty freaking cool. Like she's down to earth. She's not this corporate monster that you guys think she is. She doesn't know the people over there and the, the higher ups and the owners of the company. She knows them as well as we do. She's not what you guys think she is. It's my job to make the transition smooth for her. I get to keep my salary. Well, in Jimmy's situation and what we're talking about, we wouldn't, but I get to keep my salary. You know what I'm saying? And it, it, if I'm a real team player and we'll get to that later. Well, actually we, no, we already talked about it. Jimmy hasn't been commuted. We played that video, right? Jimmy's communication. Yeah, yeah. Hasn't been, we played. <sighs> so if I, if I can't, damn, this, this sucks because Jimmy's not doing it, but like, Jimmy should still be in communication with the team because he's still on the roster. Right, but is he going to feel like he's a true teammate because you demoted him? You took money away from him. You made him a backup. You, you're you telling him he needs to stay here and make less money than what he was going to. So you're not playing with him as a team player because you're changing everything about him. Oh, but, all right. Weren't, Why would know? you expect him to still be the leader and tell people to not listen to – you know, to to listen to what everybody else is saying instead of him. Because we know that players were working with Nick Mullins after hours, right? That's not an opinion. We we heard that. Like, there were certain people staying late with Nick Mullins to run certain routes and whatever, whatever, whatever. Not Jimmy, who was the starter. They were doing it with Nick Mullins instead. You get what I'm saying? So, like, both can happen. I guess, damn, Jimmy really fucked this up by not talking with the team right now. Like, he's ruining my example, so never mind. I'm going to let it go, man. It's, it's cool. <laughs> but I, I do get what you're saying. I, I do understand what you're saying in that. You know what I mean? But I thought it was interesting that Kyle was saying that we haven't really talked to Jimmy. Like, he goes away in the offseason, right? Like, he just – he does his own thing. We've been in communication with Trey, but Jimmy's off and doing, doing what he does. So, I thought that well, was interesting. Jimmy, just stay away. <laughs> All right. All right, so let's read these contributions here. We got a couple of them coming in here, so let me read these things. The first one is from Sean. He says, haven't we done this show all day since we lost the NFC Championship game? Anyway, be blessed, faithful. Did Kyle drink or smoke? He looks high. I think I think Kyle is just, like, just chilling, you know? He's aging. He doesn't look high. Those are bags under his eyes. That's not, that's not puffy eyes. He's just getting older, you know? This job... Being a head coach in the NFL, age is like being fucking president, you know? Look at the He's like Abraham Lincoln, bro, after the first year, first three That's years. Like, yeah. Look at <laughs> shit. Look look at any president their first year in office and then at the end of at the end of the year. Like it's it's just nuts from the day they were inaugurated and then the last the last day of the first year. It's nuts, man. So, you know, I, I think he was just aging. I don't think he looked bad, you know. Um, but it it is He's what definitely it is. Tired, sure. mm-hmm. I think they went out and party last night. You think so? Yeah, I think he was just tired. Very possible. Very possible. Uh, Sean is in here with a $10 contribution this time. He says, Jimmy is that closer you work with that doesn't get fired just because he knows how to close. Never mind. It takes the guy three hours longer, doesn't close right, plus messes up all the orders while he's in there. Jimmy's not that bad. 
he's not that bad. Like and that's the other thing too that we have to we have to admit, right? Like Jimmy would legitimately be the best backup quarterback in the entire NFL if the Niners somehow managed to keep him here. I'm talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm talking about uh, Minshew. Whoever the the favorite backups are in the league right now, Jimmy would be better than those guys because Jimmy can go toe to toe with any juggernaut of a team and still give you a chance to win. If Gardner Minshew had to go up against the the Drew Brees-led Saints, no one's going to pick that team. I know Gardner Minshew is fun to watch and all that shit, but no one's going to pick his team to win that game against Drew Brees. Jimmy beat Drew Brees. You know, he beat the Saints with Drew Brees, I should say. Let me Let me rephrase the way I'm saying it. But Jimmy would be like that guy if he was a backup quarterback. He would be the dude. Like that would be pretty cool, but I'm 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 almost siding with Nikki. I I just don't think it's likely that we see it. Uh Tara Dome says Tom Brady, the greatest, already went through this situation. How did he handle it? Tom Brady went in and said, get Jimmy off the roster. But Trey Lance ain't Tom Brady. Yeah. And Kyle Shanahan ain't Bill Belichick. So I mean, I, I get what you're saying, T D, but it's it's not well. Maybe I'm wrong. The rumors were Belichick wanted to move on from Brady. He wanted to stick with Garoppolo, but Robert Kraft didn't. So that's where he's probably coming from. Bill Belichick wanted what you call it, and then you know the owner went and traded him away because that's what he wanted. So I don't know. Maybe that's what he's talking about. Yeah. Um, so, all right. That's that. I mean, look, man, it, it's going to be interesting. We'll see what happens. Keep Guys, keep those comments coming. Keep the contributions coming. All right. Those are the ones that I'm seeing right now while we're doing the show. Uh, we got a, we got a couple more videos here to show really quick. We did speaking to Jimmy. Um, we got two more here. We did rep distribution, greasy, speaking to Jimmy. All right. So this is the one that I liked. And then the net, the last one is going to be our transition to our topics for the night. Off from Trey, is the natural progression for him to be a starter? Is that something that he's going to have to prove this offseason? Well, you? I mean, that's that's why we looked into trading Jimmy. Because I mean, we obviously believe that Trey can be a starter, and we're ready to do that. But if uh, we can't up upgrade our team in another way, we're not just going to get rid of a good quarterback because we have other quarterbacks on the roster. And quarterbacks are really hard to come by. Some teams don't have any at all. And the fact that we have three that we're happy with, um, that is a good thing. Uh, you always want to upgrade your team, and usually only one guy can play. And we know we have some guy, all guys that are capable of starting, which Jimmy's done a great job for us. We brought Trey here to be that eventually, um, and I think that'll be sooner than later. But um, when Jimmy gets his surgery, and um, we can't upgrade our team by getting some good picks until the surgery, until people feel good about that, I'm all right with that. I mean, we're not just getting rid of him to get rid of him. Jimmy's a good player that we all really like as a person and as a teammate. And we're going to wait to see whatever helps the Niners the most. So if Jim, if Jimmy is on the roster when you get to camp, how do you envision that playing out? I mean, would it be a competition, or have you got that far? Definitely haven't got that far. Um, but, yeah, we'll figure that out. It would be something. I mean, he'd be on our team, so you'd have to – I mean, Jimmy's a good quarterback, so that he's not easy for anyone to beat out. And uh, that was tough. Trey wasn't ready to beat him out last year. Um, be definitely closer to that this year if it happens, but it's something that we want to have to worry about the training camp. And um, usually, when you have a situation like that, it makes everyone. And boom, that's it. I mean, he basically. Well, what what was your interpretation? Let me not say it yet. What was your interpretation of this? 
I mean, it's, I, I, I still think it's like the same shit. Like he's going back to like how Jimmy kind of screwed the team and mm-hmm. hurt the team with going into free agency by not, you know, by going and getting the surgery, um, kind of screwed the team over. And I just feel like Kyle's done with Jimmy, but he's going to throw those little pet peeve things in is talking about, well, Jimmy's a good player and he's a good leader and he's a good teammate and person. Like you don't need to say all that. Like, look, he's a talented quarterback. He's a good quarterback. Oh, but not every team has one. So like, he just, he, I just feel like he just keeps, uh, I feel like he's just hinting at things that he doesn't want him here and hoping that he can get rid of him. I, I mean, right. I'm, I'm right there with you. You didn't say what I thought you was. I got Kyle naming trade starter out of this, this clip in particular. It sounds to me like he's naming trade. I'm going to play it again. I'll cut, I'll cut it off early when he says what I'm talking about. Hold on. Listen one more time. Off from Trey is the natural progression for him to be a starter. Is that something that he's going to have to prove this off season? Like, well, I mean, that's, that's why we looked into trading Jimmy. Because we obviously believe that Trey can be a starter, and we're... Mm-hmm. that's it right there. Yeah, yeah. Once we put Jimmy on the trade block, that means that Trey was ready to start. Right. Exactly. You know, last year everyone kept. You know, we were all, all of us, every 49er content creator was trying to predict when Trey would take over for Jimmy. Every one of us. And at the beginning of the season, you and I both said the moment he's ready, he will be the starter. No matter what Jimmy's doing, no matter how well Jimmy's playing, the record, we can be 8-0. If they decide that Trey Lance is ready to be the starter in the ninth game, he's going to be the starter. It does not matter how well or how poor Jimmy is playing. Kyle just said, that's why we tried to trade this motherfucker, because Trey's ready. You yep. believe that. Now's the time. To me, without him literally saying Trey Lance is the starter, he just said, Trey Lance is the starter. He's ready yeah. to be the starter now. It's his time now. I don't know. I, yeah. that, that that that's what I took away from that. Um, obviously, there were other things in there, but I I think he's saying Trey is ready, man. I think he's still pissed off at at Jimmy, but Trey's ready. That's basically what he's yeah. saying. Yeah, he's he's sitting there. All, Trey's ready, and Jimmy screws. Like yeah. that's that's what that video clip was. Mm-hmm. Trey is ready, and Jimmy screws. It's true, and I tried to deny that, and I still think that you know if you look at Kyle's hairline. This is, oh God, I watch these videos too much. If you look at Kyle's hairline, right? You see how red his whole face is, but the very edges is super white. He just got a haircut because he knew he was going to be in front of the media. He's got his hair slicked back and shit, right? And the hairline is super pale and everything else is like this burnt red, right? Just like Kyle was on vacation and that's why he looks that way. That's why the, you know, you go on vacation, you enjoy yourself. Then you go and you get the shape up and everything so you can go meet the media, right? When you get the shape up after vacation, the pale is where the hairline was prior to the shape up, right? Just like Kyle went on vacation in the offseason, Jimmy went on vacation in the offseason. And I don't think that it was so much screw the 49ers. I think it was, I'm not trying to be in vacation on a sling. I don't want my arm in a sling. I'm going to go on vacation. Then I'm going to get my surgery. I don't think it was... It could have been a double positive, you know. It could have been screw them and this, but nah, bro. Just, He's just like fuck y'all. He, no way, bro. No way. Tom Yee did it to us in 2020, if you remember. Remember, 
Jimmy could play. And Don, you said if you're not in the future plans of the 49ers, then you're not going back on the field. At, at the end of the season, they said Jimmy Garoppolo was taking scouting reps. Yeah. And and he didn't play the last six weeks of the season because Don play. Yee told him not to. Don Yee is a smart <laughs> dude. He's a smart, He's smart dude. But this this still has a chance to backfire on him, man. This still has a shot to backfire on him. Because here, here's what – I mean, I don't think there's a team that's going to get strapped for cash to the point where they can't sign Jimmy later. But got, once Jimmy's healthy, we can cut him. There's no more injury guarantee. And then he could sign somewhere for $2 million. You lost at least $5.5 million. And Don Yee works on commission. He gets 10% of that contract. You understand what I'm saying? So if that's the gamble you're taking, you are really, really risking a lot of money, Don Yee. I'd much rather have my guy get traded for 25.5 or 27.5. And then I get to bring home $2.7 million as opposed to him only getting a contract for 2.7 million. And now I'm bringing home $270,000. I mean, I'll take either or, but <laughs> of course you would. <laughs> but this is Don Yee. We're talking, he represents the who, who, who's who of NFL players. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I think, I think that like his, his idea is to bring in as much money as possible. But let's transition to our um, our draft preparation. What we're going to do is go over the 49ers roster, uh, and we're just going to look at the positions here, who we have at every position, um, and then what we're going to try to do is identify how many of the how many of those positions are starters. There's only 22 starters on the team, right? So we're going to look at the quarterback position. All right, can we find one starter in here? Yes. We're going to look at the offensive lineman. Can we find five starters? Yes or no. And then what we can't find guaranteed starters in. I think we should build our draft board as far as position goes. What's the most important position right. based off of where we're lacking the most. So Kyle is going to transition us to that because he was asked a question about the draft versus free agency. And I thought this was pretty interesting. Here we go. Back that you sort of advocating having the, uh, the draft before free agency. Mm -hmm. I'm just curious like why. Y'all don't see the white around his hairline. Y'all don't see that shit. I'm the only. I'm the only person that sees that for real. All right, I'm gonna shut up. Uh, back that you sort of advocating having the uh, the draft before free agency. Mm -hmm. I'm just curious, like, why you feel like feel that way, and what? How do you think that would change things? Oh, it would be awesome. It would make too much sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, to actually, I mean, with the draft, it could. You'd love to take the best player. Yeah. You'd always love to do that. And then, what would be the neatest thing if you could just study the heck out of everyone in the draft, which we all do. And whoever comes to your spot, just take that. And then you can look at your board when it's all said and done and be like, wow, we don't have this position. Let's go pay for it. Yeah. And so then yeah. if you are going to overpay, um, which that's what free agency is, sure. uh, you have to overpay to go get those. It kind of defeats the purpose of the draft right after it. Mm -hmm. I feel like if it goes the other way around, um, you do the draft, you get all those guys, and you go overpay because you have to overpay because you know where you're at. Yeah. And have there been times in your career when you guys have had to – focus on something in the draft because you missed on something in free agency or and yeah I, I mean yeah I always look at it that way yeah. and you got 22 boxes sitting on a board and yeah. you're putting people there and how you're going to do that and yeah. some say second round third round some say free agency some say trade um and then you have your your wish list and then yeah. it usually never works out and you're going to be able to adjust that and go to whatever there's available and that's why and that's why it's so competitive. You don't just get to pick what you want. It's it's hard to get that stuff. And when you got the right guys, you got to hang on to them. Yeah. All right. So this is going to be our I'm transition. I'm actually with him on this shit. Like, I think that yes! I think 
I think the draft should be before free agency. We've talked about this before. I think we talked about this like two years ago. Yes, two years. Good good recall, baby. Exactly. Yeah, because it it makes so much more sense. Like the talent-wise where you could pick players and build your rosters instead of – but the problem is they won't do it because then you're taking away all that big money for guys that come to different teams. And that, see, I thought about that. I don't think so still. So let's say the draft is finished, right? And six teams couldn't get the edge rusher they wanted. Now all of a sudden, Von Miller is in real high demand. Right. right. It's not the whole league looking to try to get him. Now with six teams who feel like we got every piece we need except the edge rusher. We got to get this guy. I think that it helps. I think it would boost it. And Kyle said, if you're going to overpay, you might as well overpay for for a player that's proven in this in this league already. Don't overpay for a rookie. You know, you go out there and you draft an edge rusher in the first round, and he turns out to be who, who's an edge rusher? So, Solomon Thomas. You you go out there looking for a pass rusher in the first round, and he's Solomon Thomas. You are pissed. You're you're furious if that's who who you end up with, right? You go out there, you draft all these guys, whether they turn out to be who you think they are or they're not. Well, you know what? Every wide receiver that we wanted to get got away from us. So now let's go ahead and overpay in free agency. At least we got a guarantee now with this guy. We know for sure this guy is the guy. Right. This guy can do it at this level. And we'll hope everybody else works out. I think it creates a um, – I don't know. I think it creates a who's who. You know, you, you look at that, you look at pass rushers now, there's still a ton of them that are out there with free agency happening now. But those guys that are there right now, they're in a holding pattern because, like, Calais Campbell's not going to get signed until after the draft. It's not that he's not good anymore. It's that, well, we think we might be able to get a guy in the first or second round that can do what Calais Campbell can do right now with his age. You get right. what I'm saying? Now, if those yeah. teams can't get him, you know what they're going to say? Hey, what's up, CC? We, you know, we were looking at you, bro, but what happened was, like no, like you don't you you don't do that. You get what I'm saying? You 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 can't do that. You don't you don't work it that way. And so you have to you have to make sure that like if if we had the chance to do it the other way around, I don't know, man. I, I think it would have worked out. I do. I think yeah. I think it would work out the way Kyle is saying. <clears throat> Go out there, get these rookies, and whoever it is that you can't land, even the quarterback position. Yep. Right. This draft class, they say that there's three guys that are going to be ready to start day one in this draft class, and they're hoping Malik will they, they hope Malik is one of them he's one of the most raw guys right they hope he's ready to start week one now imagine you go out there these guys go and they say man this guy we got him here in person we can work him out personally and all that stuff I don't know if he's really the guy right now now all of a sudden guys like Marcus Mariota hey we might need you for a year or two that's a little bit of a bump in that contract as opposed to just one year Right, they're expecting to get you for one year, so I I think it could help these guys make even more money than what they're making right now. I see it. I see all right. It. So I mean, obviously, we can't prove it. It's all hypotheticals. We can't, you know what I'm saying? We we can't prove anything uh, right now. But let's try to um. Let's look at the 49ers roster. Let's 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 have some fun here, man. All right. So we're gonna go to the 49ers roster as it's listed right now, and which is by the way, this is a hard list to find. It's really hard to find an active 49ers roster. The the website don't have the updates. Yeah, it doesn't have them on there. At all. It's freaking hard. It is hard to uh to find. So 
I think I found a, a reliable site here. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to put this in order of position. All right. We're going to start with centers. We're going to start with centers, and then we'll see what we can do. All right. So we have still in the contract. Oh, we forgot to talk about this with John Lynch. Alex Mack, Jake Brindell, and Keaton Sutherland. Is there a guaranteed starter in this group, Nick? Yeah, Alex Mack. All right. So let me give you a little pushback here. I'm going to open up our group chat so we have a, a running uh, toll on this here. Um, and I'm going to type this in here. Is Alex Mack guaranteed to return? Now, yeah, he, John Lynch John Lynch made it sound like he was, right? What are, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's why I'm saying it. John Lynch made it sound like he was going to return. He's on vacation right now. He's still working out to come back. All right, so here, here's my uh, my little bit of pushback when it comes to Alex Mack. And it's possible. Alex Mack is 36 years old. Mm-hmm. Been in the league for 13 years. Got a lot of wear and tear on those legs. Um, what if he decides to retire? I don't think John Lynch would say he's not coming back. I think Alex Mack would be a lot like the Joe Staley situation where they knew he was gone, but we're not going to say it because, you know, we don't want teams to know we're looking for that position. Um, What do you think? I understand what you're saying. I still think he comes back and finishes his contract though. All right, so we're gonna do we're gonna we're gonna roll with Alex Mack as a starter. Yes. So we have one there. Do we have a solid backup? I would say Jake Brendel's a solid backup. Jake Brendel. Okay. All right. I'll rock with you there. All right. So that's the center position. Okay, cool. Next, we're gonna go to cornerback. We're gonna do this in alphabetical order, just so you guys know how we're doing this. All right. So we're gonna go from center to cornerback. All right, right now under contract, the 49ers have Emmanuel Mosley. Javarius Ward, Ambry Thomas, Diamador Lenore, Kadar Holman, Darquez Denard, Dante Johnson. Those are the corners. Okay. Those are the cornerbacks under contract. You need three of them. You need a left, a right, and you need someone to play the slot. Can you identify three starters out of that group? Mosley, mm-hmm. Ward, mm-hmm. and Thomas. You have Thomas over Lenore as the yeah. nickel. No, I have Emmanuel Mosley as the nickel. Oh, okay. All right. And so your backups for the outside would be Dante Johnson, I'm assuming, and Lenore? Uh, Lenore would probably be the backup for Nickel. Mm-hmm. Outside would be Johnson, and I think they draft one. Okay. And Darquez Denard, who came in and played uh, the last game of the year for the Niners. Uh, yeah, he, 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 nickel. yeah, he played Nickel as well. Okay. So this is, this, is, this is pretty cool. I mean, looking at it, it looks like we might have three – uh, starting 
cornerbacks as well. But you had the I, I had my list a little different. Same names, same names, right? I had I had Ward, I had Mosley, and I had uh I had I didn't have Ambry Thomas anymore. And I know that those are our three best corners, but I think slot is a little bit different. I had Lenore. Uh, but I'll put Thomas in here for now. The, the reason I got the reason I go with Mosley is because he was he was an actual nickel in college. Okay. And we forced him to the outside. Okay. But you can also stay in nickel packages and keep all three on the field. Right. And then not for nothing, we even saw Dante Johnson as a nickel. So I mean he he lined up everywhere. All right, cool. All right, so let's go to uh, defensive ends, just the ends, okay? Nick Bosa, this site has Eric Armstead listed as a defensive end. I'm not going to count him as a defensive end. I'll, I'll move him to defensive tackles. Uh, Nick Bosa, D. Ford, under contract. Uh, Charles Aminahue, Kerry Hyder, Jordan Willis, and Alex Barrett. Can you identify two for sure? Edge starters. Where do they have Samson Ibukam as a linebacker? Uh, Ibukam is listed as, yeah, as an outside linebacker. So in this, they're basically edge guys. Um, I actually, what? No, I was going to say this site is weird. They have they have Fred Warner listed as an outside linebacker as well. That's stupid. Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner, and Samson Ebukam are listed as outside linebackers. Hmm. Um, obviously Bosa. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not as I'm not as poor on Ebukam as a lot of people are. Like I thought that once he learned this system, he started to really come along. Um. I mean, he finished the season with like six or seven sacks. Like once he started really learning the system and playing to this system, I I like him. I think he could. I think he could be better le- next year than what he was this year. And here's here's something weird for me. I like Jordan Willis as an edge guy more than I liked Kerry uh, Hyder. I don't know about you, but I felt like Kerry Hyder a lot of his. Uh, Pressures and sacks were more like coverage related. Where if it was Willis, like Willis was just getting there, you know. Uh, you got a thirty-year-old guy in Kerry Hyder versus a twenty-six-year-old guy in Jordan Willis. And I, I liked what I saw from Jordan Willis. It was, it sucked that he was suspended the first six games of the season, but you know, it is, it is what it is. I think, I think both of those guys are good rotational guys rotational guys, but that means that we don't have a guaranteed starter on the outside. All right, now let me ask you this. If you count Ebukam as an outside guy, because we know that's how he's going to be used here, do you have him as a solid starter, or is he also another rotational piece? No, I think he would. He could be a solid starter. I think the way that he came along at the end of the season last year, he started getting used to the system more and more. And you could see the comfortability of him playing in the system, and I think he could do a lot better. What are you in the, this year with seven and a half sacks? I think no. he could be a huh. 
He didn't have that many. He had like six for the last six weeks or something. Are you counting postseason? No, no, no. I'm talking regular season. He had four and a half sacks. In the regular season. So then, yeah. including the playoffs, he had. Let me see what he, what he did in the postseason. Hold on, let me see. I think he had at least three, maybe two and a half. How do I pull up postseason? Snap counts, snap counts. Where's postseason? Transactions, game logs, postseason. Here we go. Postseason for the Niners. Uh, 2021 sacks. He had two more, so six and a half. Yeah, that's where you got the six and a half from. Yeah. All right. Still, I think that's you know, I I think that he could he could be a ten sack guy in a season, like with the way that he came along. So I do think he can get an additional four sacks in a year, like. Obviously not counting playoffs, I think. So I'll say six additional sacks. That'll give him ten and a half. But I think he can do that. I think that the way he came along at the end of the season showed his growth, like just like Ambry Thomas. Like we've seen each week Ambry Thomas getting better and better and better. I feel the same way about Samson. All right, let's look at the interior guys here. Uh, again, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw Eric Armstead in there. Um, we have Eric Armstead, Javon Kinlaw, Hassan Ridgeway, Maurice Hurst, Kevin Givis, Kevin Givens, and Chris Slayton. Can you find two starters in this group? Armstead. Easy. And I'm going to go with Kinlaw just because of draft capital pick, but I would also put Kevin Givens as a starter. All right. So between Kinlaw and Givens, we have our starter slash rotational guy. And uh, I, Nick, why did this team bring back Maurice Hurst? I have no idea. Well, I think he he was on. Did we re-sign him this year? Yeah. To a one-year yeah, deal. He's a free agent signing. Let me let me double check that. I'm ninety-nine percent sure he's a free agent signing this year. Yeah, he got a contract this year. One year, $1.1 million. Which is not a lot, so. It's not. I mean, but we didn't even see him last year. Like, he was always injured. He was always inactive or injured. So it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of like what we did with Jason Verrett for so many years, and then he came out and he balled out for a year. It's true. It's true. So maybe right. they see him. We're going to go with, we're going to go with uh, Armstead. We're gonna go with Armstead and and Kinlaw, right? You want to go with Armstead and Kinlaw with uh, Givens and Givens, and we need one more. Uh just with what's on the roster. Yeah, so far I'm gonna go with Mo Hurst. All right, so I'm gonna leave that blank then because we can't depend yeah. on him, which yeah. means that that that's. That's a need. That's how we're going to identify the need. What we can't yeah, I think say. defensive tackle is definitely a need. Okay. All right, cool. All right. So next are going to be uh, fullbacks. We have Kyle Juszczyk and Josh Hokett. Uh, I think 
the starter and the backup are pretty obvious there. There's no need to draft one of those, right? Right. Okay. Free safeties. We have two listed. Jimmy Ward and Tavarius Moore. What say you? Jimmy Ward's the starter, and I think Moore's the backup. All right, I'm just typing this all out, so it's taking me a little bit. Because uh, I don't know how to spell fucking juice check. D C Z Y J U S Y C Z K. Something like that. I believe that's it. J U C Z K. Okay. All right. And then free safety, we're going to go with Ward, number one for sure. Mm-hmm. Are we gonna are we gonna do more as the backup here? We're not because the other safeties are listed as Odom and Talanoa Hufunga. That's all that's left as safeties. I think more. I mean, more could be a guy that slides into strong too because the way the 49ers play that it's disguised. You don't know who the free and who the strong is a lot of times. So, so and we, you we won't list one. We won't list you, one. That means that there's a need at, at safety. You could move Ward to strong, to be honest with you, because he's a lot better in the run game as well and closer mm-hmm. to the line of scrimmage. Um, And more could play free. Depending on how he comes back from injury. All right, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it blank because he can play both. We don't have a yeah. defined outside guy, right? right? All right. So that's gonna take us to. Guard, guard. Right now, the only official guard listed on the roster. This is gonna sound crazy. What the fuck? Nah, there should be Brunskill should be on there because he was tendered. Yeah, but Brunskill was a tackle at one point. He's listed as a tackle on here. Uh, yeah, but he's been playing guard, so that's all right. So right now, the only guard listed is Aaron Banks. Let me ask you a question: Is Aaron Banks a starter in your mind right now? I think Aaron Banks was drafted for Tracer, Trey Lance mm-hmm. often. So I'm going to say yes. So we're going to list Banks. Now give me another one. If you can't give me another one, then we need at least two more because we need another starter and we need a backup. Jalen Moore. I don't like that. I don't like that because he played tackle here. I know what I know what he did in college yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like he could have been playing tackle last year because that was a position of need. He could go into this offseason playing going back to guard since you lost Lakin Tomlinson. Who's your who's your second starting guard? I'm going more on the right side. You're starting more. Yeah. And banks on the on the left side. Because he played left guard in college and more played right guard. All right, and then where are you listing as who are you, who are you listing as the backups then? Uh, Brunskill. See, even this site is listing Jalen Moore as a left tackle. 
Yeah, right. because that's the position that he played last. Like he. Yeah, I know. He came out and played left. Ta- he played tackle last year. And all right, so Brunk skill. So we still need another backup. I I still think Moore was definitely drafted to be a guard. That's what he played in college. This team don't care where. You, all right, well we'll we'll we'll. See right, but that. you don't know that you're going to lose Lakin either. Right. All right, so interior line. This this site is bad. Okay, interior linebackers. I'm not going to do this. All right, I'm I'm going to list all linebackers. Okay, because I'm not going to do the breakdown that they have here. It's stupid. Um, all linebackers. I'm going to do Oren Burks, Curtis Robinson, Aziz Al Shayer, Demetrius Flanagan Fowles, Samson Ebukam, Fred Warner, and Dre Greenlaw. We're going to take Ebukam out because we listed him as a defensive end already. So that's going to be Greenlaw, Warner, Fowles, Al Shire, Robinson, and Burks. Can you find three, and can you find at least two backups? The normal three, Greenlaw, Shire, Warner. Backups, Demetrius Flanagan-Foles, and um, – it's a new guy we just signed. Um, Oren Burks. Two special team guys. Fouls and Burks. Yep. All right. I'm going to disagree with the Burks one. I'm going to list it, but I'm going to disagree with it because I think he was just special teams. I think we're in trouble if we got to see this guy on the field. Yeah, but Flanagan Fouls will go first, probably. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely, Flanagan Fouls will go first. But, uh, all right, so I agree with everything else. Let's go to um, – let's do kicker next. Right now it's just Robbie Gold. I think we need to draft a kicker this year. Oh, Nick talking my talk. Let's go, baby. Let's go. I like that. You like that? Yeah. All right. Yeah. You like that? <laughs> uh, let me see here. All right, left tackles. This is what they have listed as left tackles. Trent Williams, Justin School, and Jalen Moore. Uh, yeah, let's just do left tackle because they do have a right tackle listed later. Um, uh, no, fuck that. Let's just do all tackles. So it's going to be Trent Williams, Justin School, Jalen Moore, and Mike McGlinchey. Can you name three tackles? Williams, McGlinchey, and Justin School. Wait, wait, wait! You have you have faith that McGlinchey's going to be back for the season? Yeah. What? Where's McKivitz listed? Colton McKivitz is listed as. He should be a tackle. Where is Colton McKivitz? He's listed as a it just says tackle. They don't have left or right, but they have they have him listed. And along with Alfredo Gutierrez. Sorry. Yeah, they so have, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with those four at tackle. Okay. School McKivitz, I like that. School, McKivitz McGlinchey, and Williams. McKivitz. What a cool ass name. All right. Sorry. And then let me see what else we got left here. 
All right, so then we're going to be left with the tight ends. We need – all right, before we get to this part, how many starting tight ends do you think we need to list? I know that only one can start. Technically, you can start two, depending on your personnel package. But uh, for us to be comfortable moving forward, do we need to have two starters with one backup or do we need to have one starter with two backups? No, you need two starters. Okay. With that being said, the tight ends on the roster right now are George Kittle, Charlie Warner, Tanner Hudson, and Ross Dwelly. Can you find three? Because you need two starters and you need a backup. I'm going Warner, Dwelly, and Kittle. And I'm not sure who the other starter is out of Warner and Dwelly. I like both of them. So you have Kittle as a starter. Yeah. You have Dwelly as a starter? I don't know. All right. So we'll do Kittle and then in parentheses for the backups, we'll do Welly and Warner, right? Yep. That ain't good. That that still tells me we need to draft another one. Okay. And after tight ends, all right, we got wide receivers here. It's going to be the last group here, okay? So with wide receivers, in my opinion, you're looking for three with two solid backups. You can keep six wide receivers, but you need three. You got to have two outside guys, one guy in the slot. You need someone that can come in here and do a little bit of both. Um, so we have Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Ray Ray McLeod, Jordan Matthews is still under contract. I didn't know that. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson. They have Jawan Jennings listed, but – as far as I know, he didn't sign yet. Um, Austin Mack and Connor Weddington. Can you find me five guys here? Debo, Ayuk, McLeod. Who's the you other have McLeod. Wait, wait. You have McLeod as the third wide receiver. I'm just. You just said name five, so I'm giving you. Five. Well, no. I'm. But we're doing this in order of like your starters and then your backups. Well, right now, right now, if um, if uh, Jawan Jennings isn't signed, McLeod's probably the guy right now. I'm leaving the third one blank then until Jennings officially signs. I'm, you know what? I'll put an asterisk next to Jennings because he is going to be the third guy if he comes in. So I'll put. Well, he's a restricted there. free agent, so he's going to come right. back. Right, we own his right, so it's a matter yeah. of negotiating the contract. I'm going to I'm going to go Ayuk, Debo, and Jennings as the three. All right, now give back me two up more. Ray Ray McLeod, and I think we draft another receiver. So just McLeod. All right, so that means that we have. No Austin Mack, no Keyshawn Johnson, no Jordan Matthews, and no. Well, Jordan Matthews was a tight end last year, if you remember. Yeah, but he, in 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 spirit, he was. Yeah. All right. Whatever. So what we have so far, all right, we need twenty-two starters, and we were able to find Alex Mack, Javarius Ward, Manuel Mosley, Ambry Thomas. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Let me do offense first. Alex Mack, Kyle Juszczyk, Aaron Banks, 
Jalen Moore, Trent Williams, Mike McGlinchey. Oh shit, we didn't do the fucking quarterback position. Running backs. And we running backs. Quarterback position. My bad. Quarterback or running backs. Yeah, my bad. My bad. My bad. We skipped all of that. My bad, guys. I'm sorry. You guys got to bear with me here. I'm bouncing around on the list. You know what it was? Is when I started grouping together the t- because they have the, uh, the tackles listed separate. All right, quarterbacks. We got Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey, Trey Lance, and Nate Sudfeld. So we're going to Trey do... Lance. Uh huh. And Sudfeld. Okay. And then running backs. This is going to be interesting. Which they just signed Jeff Wilson Jr. today. Yes, sir. It's going to be interesting. So for running backs, we have Trey Sermon, Jeff Wilson Jr., Jamichael Hasty, and Elijah Mitchell. That's it. I need you to give me two running backs and then someone to put in parentheses. Elijah and Trey. We'll do Mitchell and Sermon. And who's the backup? Wilson. Wilson Jr., I like that. I like that a lot. All right, so let me start the offense again. We got Trey Lance. We got Elijah Mitchell. We have George Kittle. We have Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Trent Williams, Mike McGlinchey, Aaron Banks, Jalen Moore, Alex Mack, and then Jawan Jennings as the third wide receiver. All right, so that's your 11 starters on offense. On defense, we're going to start up front in the trenches. We're going to go with Nick Bosa, Samson Ebukam. We're going to go with Eric Armstead, Javon Kinlaw. We're going to go with linebackers. Where'd they go? Uh, Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, Aziz Al-Shayer. Outside corners, we're going to go with Javarius Ward, Ambry Thomas, and then our two safeties are going to be Jimmy Ward, and that's where we stopped. We didn't have a uh, strong safety listed. Well, we left, we listed them both, remember, because it was an interchangeable position. Right, but we only had Ward and Moore. We didn't count. We didn't count. Uh, what's his name? Hafunga. Yeah, we didn't count Hufunga because he's he's a rotational guy also. So right. we need a safety. So based off of that, the need is, is the top need a strong safety, Nick? Is that the top need for the draft class this year? I would think so. Oh shit. How long has Tony been down there? He just came in. All right, hold on. Let me see if I can bring him in. His is his camera on? Mm. It is. All right, let me try to let me try to uh let me try to go to the third screen here so it don't look all crazy for us. Tony, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Ooh, we, is strong safety the biggest need for the 49ers this year? Uh, I would say it's one of them, but I, I, I'm going to go with the offensive line. So which starter that we have listed is the one that you don't trust? We have Trent Williams and McGlinchey as tackles. We have Aaron Banks and Jalen Moore as guards. 
We have McGlinch. Alex Mack at the center. McGlinchy, because we you haven't you haven't heard anything about it. That's a that he suffered a significant injury and like they I have me personally I have not heard one thing about McGlinchy. And didn't, when you're dealing didn't John Lynch didn't John Lynch say that he's on pace like he well not on pace to start, but like his his recovery is going as expected or something like that. Like he has no he's had no setbacks. I didn't hear that. But I've been working, so I, I don't know. Maybe I missed it, but I didn't I heard him talk about D Ford. I heard him talk about, you know, the whole situation that they're dealing with now, but I I actually tweeted Mayoko. I said, please ask about McGlinchey's status. Because he said something about a, a question. I think a question is to send them over. It's a scary situation because the guy that was there, Compton, is now in Denver. So there's nothing there right now. And if he's not ready to go, I, I think that's a big need, man. You don't think Brunskill can play right tackle? They got to sign Brunskill. He's still not signed yet. They tendered him. They tendered him, yes, for the first refusal. But that doesn't mean he's signed. True. Do you consider do you consider Jawan Jennings to sign? Well, I've read somewhere that they're 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 working on a long term deal with Jennings, so a multi year deal, not a long term, to get that number. Because if you tender somebody, you're tendering them at a slot. Like Aziz is going to be tendered at like three something, I think, a little under three million. But what they could do is yes, they tendered him with a second round uh, return. And if a team signs him and they can't match it, they get a second-round pick. If they negotiate an extension, the tender goes away, and they sign him to a multi-year extension. The tenders are only there to protect people. You don't think McKivitz, McKivitz also can play right tackle? Well, I mean, he played left tackle, right? Last year he filled in for Trent. But you could try, but, I mean, are you willing to sacrifice and go in to a season with – with Trey Lance as your as your quarterback, with a question mark, like you know, I heard people say school coming off an ACL. I heard you just mentioned McKivitz, uh, Brunskill, like Jalen Moore played tackle for us also, guys. Yeah, but I think I, I think Kyle, I think Kyle drafted those two guys to be guards. I really well, way, agree. There's so much uncertainty there. That's the problem. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's fair to lift deck, but right now, the glaring hole. So, when you have when you have three guys that you're throwing at one position, whether it's Moore, whether it's School, or whether it's um, Glinchy, odds are one of those guys will work out for you, right? It's not the biggest hole on the team. I think, based off the list we put together just now, strong safety might be the biggest hole. Not necessarily meaning the top spot because you could probably find a strong safety later on in the draft, right? But I think strong safety is the biggest hole followed by the question marks on the offensive line. Is that fair to yeah. say? What do you think, Nick? Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that there's – we have ample bodies at that position that are possible starters that can play. Um, whereas strong safety, I don't think we have a guy that is – like, I think that's a position of need, draft-wise, because even with Talanoa Hufunga stepping in, 
I still don't I think he's a rotational guy right now. I don't think he's ready to start. So um let them battle it out with a another rookie or bring in a free agent. Like I, I still think Cart probably comes back because nobody's gonna sign him and he'll come back on a one year deal cheap. And I, I agree. I, I agree with that, Nick. I know in the back of their head they have Tart there. I know that there's no market for Tart right now. Right. There wasn't last year. They know what they have in Tart. They know it's like their security, their fallback option, if you will. And they know what it's going to cost to get him in. And I think they're, they're, they're waiting to see, A, how the draft falls. B, if this kid could prove he could handle a larger role, Hufanga. And um, if, if, if not, Tart's there. No one's going after Tart. I haven't heard one visit scheduled for Tart. So I wouldn't be shocked if he comes back. Yeah, I wouldn't either. So my all right. So then, what we'll do is we we've we've identified some of our biggest needs. I want to get Tony's opinion on one more thing, and that's going to be the edge position, right? So, oh, you saw the message I just put in. <laughs> um, right now we have Ebukam listed as the outside edge opposite of Bosa, and I'm wondering if that puts Edge on the list of needs. You know, uh, counting the postseason, he finished the season with six and a half sacks. Um, and I actually have, let me see if I can pull up his tackles for loss and all that stuff too. Uh, finish, he finished the year with two tackles for loss. Oh, that wasn't the playoff. Hold on. Uh, let, me, let me go back to uh, 2021. Here we go. So his tackles for loss were five plus the two, so that gives him seven, and then six and a half sacks. Um, he didn't finish with a ton of tackles either, like just in general, just general tackles. He only finished with a handful of tackles, uh, 21 in the regular season and – this can't be right. Yeah, it can be. Oh, shit. All right, so he finished this season with – 21, 22, 23, 24, 26 total tackles and five tackles for loss with six and a half sacks. Is Ebukam the starting outside edge guy right now? Opposite of just uh opposite of Nick Bosa. Um I think they're gonna go with that. I do think they're gonna be in a market for a defensive end in the draft. An Ed guy, a speed guy to replace the D four because obviously we all heard the reports from Lynch about D Ford. So I do think they want to add another speed guy off the edge because they added Hyder, they brought back Willis. Um, but I, I'm gonna go out limb. I I think you could potentially see many of you take a little bit bigger of a role and, and base downs, he'll he'll be the edge opposite of Bosa. Then when it goes into their third and longer passing situations, that's when you can see Evacom. But I, I do think they definitely add an edge in this draft class. All right. So this is all about identifying the holes, guys. That's what this exercise was about. We're not going to keep this thing going. we got to get ready for the midnight show. Uh, I'm going to be back in about 50 minutes. If you guys are in here right now and you don't know, 
we do March Madness at midnight. So uh, that's East Coast time. We're about 50, nope, about 49 minutes from right now. We're going to be back live here again. Uh, many of you getting some love. Tony coming here, bringing some love from Charles O'Mini. How about that? Uh, let me see. Let me see what his numbers were like. Let me see how my man finished the season up here. So Charles Aminihue finished the year with the 49ers with 17 total tackles. Uh, no sacks. What the hell? One tackle for loss. Tony, are you sure about this guy? He definitely had a sack. I remember him having a sack. It might have I been. Think let he, me look I, think, I think they took it from him. I remember he had a sack, but it was a flag. Well, let me look at the postseason. Maybe he got one in the postseason. Let's see here. Uh, you gotta remember uh, some for him. He with him. He was brought in late. He didn't he jump into rotation right away. So he did have a sack and a half versus Dallas. Yeah, it was postseason. Yep. Meet me at the quarterback. I just I think they're really, really high. I I love half sacks because that means that two guys were on it at that play. I I think that's so dope, man. I I love that shit, man. All right, so uh, they said check his hurries and tackles for loss. Um, his quarterback hits, he had four in the postseason, one what tackle the- for loss in the postseason. I don't see any uh, hurries listed here, but let me look at the regular season and see what they say for 2021. Uh, 2021, let me see, tackle for loss. He's listed as having one with Houston, none with the 49ers. And quarterback hits. He's listed as having four with Houston. I'm sorry, four on the year. Three with Houston, one with the 49ers. I I think that sounds like a need to me. That sounds like a need. So, uh, but we'll we'll have to see how it plays out. So right now it's looking like the top needs, not specifically in order. We'll work on that and have a better list for you guys on Thursday. Uh, strong safety, edge, offensive lineman of some sort of tackle. I'm thinking even a center. I'm thinking even a center is going to be a need for the 49ers, maybe in this draft. And that's and hoping Alex Mack and comes a back. Oh, you, got, you, guys, you guys know the kicker that I'm looking at, man. I've, I've been talking about this guy for a couple of weeks, man. This guy, he's a kicker and puncher combination. I would love to get him here. Um, are they going to draft one of those guys? Maybe they learned their lesson uh, by playing around with Mitch Wisnowski. Yo, Mitch Wisnowski is about to be 30 years old on his rookie contract. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> that is insane to me, bro. That is nuts, right? You have a 30-year-old guy on a rookie contract on his first contract? Hold on. Let me pull it up. Let me make sure I'm not adding a year to Mitch Wisnowski is... His age is right here. Hold on. It's Here we go. Yeah, he's already he's, he's 30. There's old, old. a lot old. He's already yeah. 30 years old. Oh, my God. Yeah, it might be. I mean, punchers last a really, really long. I mean, shit, Andy Lee is still. I'm not going to knock him. He's had his ups and downs in the NFL, for sure. Uh, there was one stretch where he was the best punter in the NFL last year. 
You know what I mean? He won NFC Special Teams Player of the, of the Week or of the Month. So, you know, it depends on how you look at it. But we'll have to see, though. These are these are interesting. We'll put together a concisive list. I'll confer with the guys throughout the week. And Thursday, we'll have our biggest needs versus, you know, whatever. And then what we'll do is we'll start trying to put them in order of who we think is going to be available. And we'll start looking at some prospects. We're going to put together our draft board. We're going to slowly build this thing. You guys are going to be along for the ride all the way through. So let's go ahead with some final thoughts. Let's get the guys out of here. You guys have been great. Uh, where's my Where's my little tag? Oh, there it is. All right, let's go with Nick first. Final thoughts on everything that we discussed today. Um, the John Lynch presser, Kyle Shanahan, message to the faithful. Like, what do you think? <clears throat> Stay faithful. That's all I'm gonna say. Shit is gonna shit is gonna work out the way you want it to work out. So complain all you want. Do what you want. Cry. Dry your eye. And don't be too sad when Jimmy Garoppolo is not here. All right. Let's see what Tony has to say for final thoughts. I, I wasn't here for the whole show, but it's trap season. The Niners pretty much are done with free agency. Um, now it's to fill. Now it's time to fill the holes that weren't filled during free agency. And smart thing about this team is they didn't go big names for a couple positions. They went one big one with Trevarius Ward filling a major need, but they also filled other needs as well. Mainly special team players that do offer you two for one versatility. So not only to contribute as a special teamer, but they could with Odom's case potentially get a couple snaps and packages with safety and Burks at linebacker and McLeod as a receiver. So they're smart signings. They brought back Dwelly. They brought back uh, Jake Brandell. They brought back um, Jeff Wilson Jr. So really, minus, I mean, technically, I, I don't think there's like one slamming need that they need. Like, we don't have anybody to put out there if tomorrow was week one. And they're creative by the way they do agency. Just click, uh, pick players and just throw them out to the roster to compete. So... It potentially could be a situation where there's a BPA scenario now at 61, at 93, at 105. So they could also be active. They can move up if a guy's fallen. So we don't know. But draft season is officially here. Um, it's less than one month away. I think it's 28 days for the NFL draft round one. And I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to it. And let's get it, man. Let's fill out this roster. I like it. I like it a lot, man. Uh, my final thoughts are going to be this, guys. It's a long, long offseason here, guys. There are 64 players currently under contract for the 49ers. 64. Some guys have yet to sign. Um, they're, they're tenders and tags and things like that. Uh, so you can bump it up to 65. But here's how it breaks down right now. We only have nine draft picks. So even if you include 65, it takes you to only 74. We're not done with free agency by a long shot. You're going to get some undrafted free agents and all that stuff because you got to build all the way up to 90. Don't forget, guys, you got to get all the way up to 90. Um, so we got a lot of players to still bring in here. Imagine the Niners are going to be doing some moving and shaking uh, in the draft and on the draft board and things like that. So it's a lot of stuff to look out for and be excited about. All right. Um, there's a lot of moves that are still left to come. Some fillers, you know what I mean? I mean, Jordan Matthews is still on the roster. Who freaking knew? 
who freaking knew? I don't know. Uh, but that's going to do it for us, man. Just stay patient. You know, Nick said stay faithful. I'm going to say stay patient. It's a long, long season. Here's another thing to consider. I said 65 plus the nine, that's 74. You still got Jimmy Garoppolo on this roster that most people expect to be gone. That takes you back down to 64. Only at the 73 at that point. So, guys, we got to strap in, man. Thanks, everybody, for the contributions throughout the show. I'm going to see you guys at midnight. Wait, did we read? Did we read the rest of these? Did we read this one, Nick? We did. Shimmy's the closer that you work with. It doesn't get fired just because he knows. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We did. All right. I believe that was the last contribution, right? Oh, no, no, no. That wasn't the last contribution. Hold on. There are two more. Let me read. Shit. I want to see the Niners versus Raiders in the Super Bowl. This is from Castro 007. This guy is a Raiders fan that loves Niners shows. Listen, Raiders don't want these problems, bro. I don't care who y'all sign. I don't care who y'all sign. Raiders don't want no smoke. You know what? I want to see the Super Bowl too. We'll take him. Nick, you're on mute, buddy. You, I can't hear you. Oh, I said, just like Mike just said, you got to have patience, bro. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <clears throat> All right. But thanks for the contribution, Castro. And then the very last one here from Sean Shepard. Seriously, D Ford signing one of the worst ever. You know, it's not about the talent. It's about availability. And based off of that, I mean, you know, I, no, no, nah, no. Nah. Even, even with the availability, I'm not going to say this is the worst signing ever. I'm going to say Jason Verrett. The Niners have given mad money to Jason Verrett, and this nah. dude played even less. He's played even – all right, he hasn't made as much money as D4, but that's because of the – Yeah, position. they didn't give a whole lot. It was like $4 million total or something like that to Verrett. But he's played le- significantly less than D4. No, actually, I, he probably played more. He played an entire season. Mike, I definitely thought you would say McKinnon. Oh, shit. That's right, Jared McKinnon. How can I forget? That's how much I hate that guy. The signing. The signing. Not the guy. I don't know the guy. That's how much I hate that signing. Jared McKinnon. Yes. Yes. Jared McKinnon for sure. Jared McKinnon for sure. Uh, this man was just getting paid for three years. I've had a lot of patience. Yeah. So that's going to do it for us tonight, guys. We're going to get up out of here, guys. You guys ready to go home? I know Nick is. I've been ready. I know. I can see it in your eyes, bro. All right, guys. It's going to do it for us. I'm going to point us out of here. You guys ready? Can you see the screen? Tony, you got me? Yeah, I see it. Prepare for glory. Anticipate pain. But always remain faithful. Yeah, right, guys. Peace. Peace. We all gas, no brakes, pumped up, no fakes. We spinning, we winning, we high stakes. We never miss, we all makes. Look at us dudes trying to prove, bringing you news with nothing to lose. Mike, Nick, Tony, Wayne, Method Man, we bring the pain. Hey, see, I'ma confess it. We under the pressure. If you looking to find us. Them nothing but niners. March Madness at midnight. Telling you guys in 37 minutes. We them nothing but niners. Right back.